0: of our three-part discussion with author and renowned Jensen Ackles jawline scholar, Courtney Summers. If you'd like to check out the first two parts of this discussion, be sure to visit the podcast page on the blog at com slash the podcast and you can find all the archives, you can find out how to support the podcast when you shop online and all that good stuff. Thanks so much we hope you enjoy. So, (laughs) the other thing I wanted to get your very important, um opinion on, Courtney, yeah. is um, The Walking Dead. Okay. So, I used to love The Walking Dead, because you are a resident zombie expert. I mean, yes, I, I like we, this. We can all agree right. on that, right? I mean, is there not- I think mm-hmm. so. I think
1: it should be on my books. I didn't my- <laughs> can actually- Why isn't
0: this in your official bio?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to fix that.
0: You probably should.
1: <laughs> I really um, should.
0: And I really like, and I admittedly, I haven't read the comic books, and so I sort of, part of me kind of wonders if I would like those.
1: I don't know. I I have the first.
0: There's um, so big. many of them, though.
1: It's like a big They film. are bad at women. For However bad the show is at women, I, <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't watch, like, I didn't read all the I bought the big, uh, compendium Yeah,
0: yeah the big, the huge, like, the, yeah. the, like.
1: The first one, and I got, like, halfway through, I'm like, that's enough of this. I can't, it's just. The women were so terrible. Like, this one killed herself via zombie because um, she got abandoned by her the guy that she was sleeping with. And I was just like, really? It was just, she she lost her mind in such a ridiculous way. Yeah, and I have high tolerance for characters doing ridiculous stuff because I write about characters that do ridiculous stuff. But this was just so, it made me so mad and I just stopped reading it. So Um, that's I like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But so my issue with The Walking Dead, I really no. I really liked the first two seasons quite a lot. I love them.
1: That's when it was at its best. I I really
0: think like that was like it was so you couldn't stop watching. Like it was just yeah. And I really I yeah, and I actually the funny the reason I watched that show was um oh, what's his name? Um, who plays uh Rick.
1: Because he was in Love Actually.
0: Oh, that guy in like, Love Actually. No, yeah. I don't. Not because uh-huh. of Love Actually. <laughs> no. He was in this British series that is, if you can find it anywhere, like, because it's not really anywhere. Like, you, it's really hard to find. Um, it's called This Life. It's this old British series. And he's really young in that show. And I loved that show. Like, it was so good. And it's about this group of friends. And they live in a house. And, like, it's so, it's one, it's like so sticky and uncomfortable, and, like, bad stuff happens, and stuff doesn't get resolved right, and Jack Davenport was in that, too. It's has oh. a really good cast, <laughs> and it's, like, it was on- That'll <laughs>
1: get me watching it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it like, a really good, but he was in that show, so I always, like, anyone, anytime I come across anyone who was in that show, I always, like, want to watch whatever they're doing, like- Right. It's just, it's because I, I have such, I just have such an affection for that old show. And, um, so he was in that. And then, so I started watching, and I just got totally sucked into Walking Dead. And then, like, I got about halfway through the third season. And that's, is that the season when Lori is pregnant? And when that yes. that whole story, and that storyline. Oh, started.
1: yeah. I and got I, really upset in that part, too. Yeah.
0: I got yeah. very upset by just.
1: It was, you know, they like. I think they lost a writer after the first season or something. Like the show has, and I, I mean, I'm really rich saying this, but it's lost a bit of its humor. And there were always some moments of relief in the it first had these two. Moments of like levity, because that's the yeah.
0: also that I thought that show did well at first was so the balance. Yeah, that there was this. They were dealing with this really awful stuff, but life also went on, and I think right. they yeah. did a really good job of like having sort of the human drama and then the right. like, adventure survival stuff. And right. That's what, I, that's what I really like. Like, like that's why, you know, I like this is not a test. That's why I, I've told you I've for me. I always, my favorite comparison with this is not a test is the tomorrow series by John Marsden. because they're, they're trying to survive, but life is also going on. Right. And that balance I think is really interesting because that's what would happen. Right. Right.
1: But yeah.
0: You can't, I mean, you can't survive. If all you're doing is surviving, like right, just, like, right, right, like you like, would lose gonna, your lose mind. Your, yeah, you're gonna lose your shit completely. So that's what I liked about the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead was there was this, and then it just like that that Lori like storyline just got so.
1: There were a lot of it was uh, it was very tiresome. pro-life references in that season that yeah, really upset me. Yeah, there was me. some
0: very overt political stuff that really yeah it with me, right? And then, it's Yeah, just the
1: way they, like, they had it. So, not that, okay, so Shane was, like, a shithead. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. But the way they made him be a shithead because he felt that those zombies in a barn were a danger to them.
0: Yeah. I had a really
1: big problem with that.
0: Wait, I felt like his character became really uninteresting.
1: Yeah. He was actually one of my favorite characters because of the way he lost it, and I think if they had kept him, he could have been even more interesting. I just... He got so... He became almost one note at the yeah, end, but... Yeah, I... like
0: he was like a... He just was singularly dimensional.
1: Yeah. But the, but the when his when his struggle started, like, I thought it was really good. And right. I was sad when he died, and then um, it's yeah, they just lost the balance there. And the thing with Shane was, I don't think he's any better. Well, he did some really terrible things in the first season that were not okay, like when he attacked Lori. Yeah, like I'm he not tried trying to rape Lori, and that was not yeah, that is not okay. That is yeah. not. okay. and they yes, never, ever, good. ever dealt with that ever. So that was definitely like a plot device, basically, and it didn't need to be there. Well, but that's like default. a needless plot device. Default.
0: That's the default in like everything. It seems. Yeah. Like. yeah. And it's just like I.
1: Ugh. But it's him not and that I have a problem with that he tried to do that. It's that they never acknowledged that it was an issue. No, I needed to. You like, know what I mean? It was. It was gratuitous because it didn't have a point. It wasn't servicing uh-huh. anything. It was. It didn't. It was a default. It didn't. It added, yeah. Added it, a, it didn't a fit, a fit into the larger picture. Yeah. They just did it because they could, and that just mm-hmm. makes me feel like they disrespected the whole topic entirely. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he was a good juxtaposition against Rick, and then they just lost it. I don't know. Right.
0: I don't know where they're at these days. Um, oh, I have so, no idea.
1: But I stopped watching them. It's like it's I'm trying to figure out if I even like it, really. <laughs> 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 I, I do like it, like, when it has those good moments, it's good, and I keep holding on for that, like, magical season one, yeah. season two feel. And I think
0: it's, and I think the problem with that show, why it's sneaky, too, and it's sort of go, gone, going downhill, is that it's actually, for, the production values are really high, and, like, it's yeah. well done, like, there's, so it's one of those shows that, like, you don't realize how messed up it is until you're like, wait, 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 what did I just watch? Like, that kind right. of, they trick you, because <laughs> it's well done, like, the acting is generally pretty good, and you know, the storylines are yeah. interesting, and then it's just, like... Because it took me a long time to realize how pissed off I was at the show. Like, I yeah, think they because had we, a break or something, maybe? And I was like, wait, wait, I'm mad at the show.
1: <laughs> they are not good at women. No! No. Lori, like, I used to hate Lori so much, and then I realized how bad the writing was. Like, they kept villainizing her to make Rick seem like a stand-up guy. Good, good. And her react- Yeah, and her reactions were so... They... Made no sense. Like when she found out Rick killed Shane, and Shane was gonna kill Rick, but it's like I don't care. I'm not talking to you anymore. Right. Like really, like really, Lori. And it's and then I got really mad at myself for hating her so much because it was really the that was what the writers were trying to do to make up for the fact that Rick was really bland. Yeah, Which kind and of you know, you know And I
0: think that they like her character never really got that much of a backstory.
1: No, she didn't. So, right,
0: and so it was like for me. I think my, a lot of because I was frustrated with her as well. But for me, oh. a lot of the time it was like I had no idea why she was doing what she was doing, or like yeah. why she was reacting to something in a certain. Like they never, aside from like the very beginning of the first season, she had some backstory, and then it was oh. just like right. She was, like, almost, like, just sort of this, like. But
1: her backstory always revolved around Rick. yes yeah, so It there was did. Nothing she didn't have her. something that was her own. A, she was, like, a perfect example of manufactured angst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She
0: never had anything, like, it's, like, what did she like? What were her dreams? What were her, like, what was she passionate about? Like, we know those things about Rick. If
1: right. Yeah. We don't
0: know those things about, we never knew those things about her.
1: And we only ever heard about, like, their marital troubles through Rick's eyes. And he was yes. always – he always had to be so sympathetic. Like, it's not like he was ever a jerk in the marriage. Yeah, he was like, just he this was good probably, guy. It was probably
0: hard to be married to Rick because he was, like, a cop. Yeah. Up, and, you know, that's, like, he's a so
1: freaking moral. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Rick I, has, like – he's somebody that would be hard to live up to, I think. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. I also think he'd probably be less willing to see an issue for what it is. You know, like, because he was, it right. took him forever to figure out Shane was not going to come back from this awful place. He just wanted to keep giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right. It was probably frustrating. Right. But, yeah, so, but we never got to hear that. And they did, that. like, they, they just seemed to punish their female characters, like Andrea. A lot. Um Yeah, she was, she was, I really liked Andrea because she was, so, like, I hate the word feisty when you describe a female no, character, no, but she was she like.
0: was, she was like. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was kind of a spitfire, and like yeah,
1: exactly. And then she, like, she got abandoned by the group in season two. So in season three, she uh, teamed up with Michonne, and it's like she got punished for not wanting to immediately go back to. To the group um, that abandoned her. Yeah, right. and she was sleeping with the enemy, but the way it's—it's just when you account for all that she's lost in the time she was separated from them. It was frustrating, but I could see why she was doing it. But because she did it, she had to die in the end. You know, yeah. I hate yeah, that. Yeah, and that's just like
0: that happens over and over in that show, and I had to stop watching yeah. it because
1: I was making but, them upset, really stressed out. It, it is upset, but they're really good with what they've done with Carol. She's had one of the, so I'm just waiting for her to die, honestly. Is that <laughs> because, Korean-American guy still on that show? Yes, Glenn. I love Glenn. Oh, good. I'm glad they haven't killed him off because he's like the only character of color left on that show, I feel like.
0: No, so he is, I think.
1: Well, they have Tyrese and Tyrese's sister and Oh, okay. It's a lot, though. No, it's not the most diverse show. <laughs> yeah,
0: the most diverse show is to <laughs> be Don't right? you think more yeah. black
1: people would have survived in the Atlanta area? You would like, say. don't they have, like, one of yeah. the highest African-American populations yeah. in the country? Yes. I was just checking.
0: Yes, yeah, it is not a realistic depiction. Is that a knife?
1: Did I just hear a knife? A what?
0: A knife? I'm not playing with knives. That might be Laura.
1: No, so I'm I thought I heard, like, making lunch right now. Sorry, I'm oh, no. really hungry. <laughs>
0: So, the resolution on the on Walking Dead is that maybe I shouldn't try watching the rest of the seasons. Is that what you're saying?
1: Um, If you like Carol, you should watch it. But then a lot of... I did in- like Carol. I thought I her character Carol was very great. interesting. She had this awesome thread. You know, she went from the... Uh, she was abused by her husband. And then she right. slowly, after yeah. he died, she came into herself. And then in season, I'm just going to ruin it for people that haven't watched it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, Um, she ended up killing these two people that were infected with this disease that was going to, like, put the whole prison at risk. Like, There was no saving these people, so she killed them and burned the bodies. And then when they found out that she did that, Rick took her, he drove her out to suburbia and left her there. And I know she was, I hated him for that, and I liked Rick up until that point. But she had this watch from her abusive husband, and she's like, I shouldn't be hanging on to it anymore. You should have it. And I was like... Oh, Carol, did you just call Rick an to that? It was just really awesome. It was so yeah. good. I,
0: I think that actress has done, like, even in the early episodes, like, she did a really good job with that role.
1: She mm-hmm. is so good. There was this one and, episode yeah. this She should have gotten an Emmy nod, and I am still so mad that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, because she, like, that role could have been not good.
1: Right. And she yeah. had,
0: like, a quiet sort of, like, complexity to it. She did. I,
1: she um. She is actually the character in the comics that has the worst writing, and she dies relatively early on in the most ridiculous way. So that's why I'm always scared something bad is going to happen to Carol, because she is so much better than comic Carol. And there is no Daryl in the comics. So. Oh, there isn't a Daryl? No, he there He wasn't supposed to last on that show, but he was so popular, I think. Who doesn't love Norman Reedus?
0: Yeah. Or, like, but he was so popular <laughs> that they
1: made him a regular. I, yeah, he,
0: I love it when that happens on shows, though. Like, when uh-huh. there's, like, they, there's like this, like, awesome character that's so great that they just can't kill him. Like they,
1: Yeah, like, Dick Casablanca on Veronica Mars. Was he only supposed to be there for a little bit and then go away right. or something like that?
0: Oh, yeah, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, and then they just... He was so hilarious. And
0: Boyd on, um, Justified was only supposed to, he was supposed to be dead at the end of the first episode. Really? (laughs) Yes. Can you imagine Justified without Boyd? Oh my god.
1: No, because that juxtaposition between their characters is really important to me right now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The Boyd and Raylan, like, dynamic
0: is, like, such a core to that show. Like, I can't even envision the show without Boyd.
1: That would be horrible. Horrible.
0: I mean, it'd still be Tenapiti Oliphant in a hat and two tight blue jeans. So, I mean, it wouldn't be horrible.
1: (laughs) Smirking. Smirking. Don't forget.
0: Smirking. Oh, my God. I know.
1: (laughs) He's an attractive man.
0: He is. I don't know what he does because he's another one of those where if you look at his face.
1: You're not (laughs) like, oh, I think that face is really hot and attractive. Yeah, it's like, you know,
0: know, and like, it's just but there's
1: something about him. You should see the guy that plays Death in Supernatural. He is not what you call conventionally attractive, and if you saw a picture of him, you'd wonder, like, Courtney, what? But he gets on screen, and he's so charismatic that he's just more attractive than Jensen Ackles when he's acting with him, and it okay, just looks... I
0: just googled this guy, and I'm a. i am I know. Interesting. It,
1: I know you. Would, you have to watch him act. You would not believe it's total charisma because.
0: Well, he's no Timothy he Olamont, like, that's what I'm saying. No,
1: he's not. <laughs> Timothy Olamont might have a little more on this guy then. But I have uh, been. Re- Look, <laughs> I love him, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been re-watching Deadwood, because...
1: I never brother. saw that. <gasps> like, that was I, a good show. That's a
0: good show. I mean, I'm still angry about it not having a, a final season, but...
1: Yeah, know. because the way it ended was very... Um, yeah, talk uh, about not they, like they ended it at a point where you're just like, what's gonna happen, and, and people will never it. ever ever know.
0: And then HBO was like, oh, surprise, we're canceling
1: it. Like they didn't. Uh, yeah, They're not like it. not like a lack of closure, like what we're saying, like certain readers no, no. get upset about. This was like time. right in the middle of the story. It's Jim Beaver in that? Huh? Jim Beaver is in Deadwood. Was he good? The guy that I don't know, Whitney Ellsworth.
0: Oh yeah, he's really good in that. Actually,
1: yeah, because he was in Supernatural He's too. a
0: really important character in that show, actually.
1: Yeah, um, watch it.
0: He's really he's really interesting in that show. So, I like him. Yeah, um, but anyway, Timothy Oliphant also wears a hat in that show, and I, I've <laughs> forgotten how spectacular it was. You need
1: to start a Tumblr, Timothy Oliphant wearing a hot, or a, hot a hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think there is one actually.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Would not surprise me. Not it at is, all.
0: Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's, I've retumbled something of theirs at some point.
1: Um, <laughs> was it Timothy Oliphant in a hat? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that Tumblr for pretty much everything, I feel like? <laughs> there is.
0: But, but it's <laughs> interesting. It's sort of funny how this has become, like, a discussion on, like, female characters in, like, TV shows. Because, like both, like, Deadwood and Justified, even though they have, like, male, like, the primary cast of characters are male. Yeah. But, so, like, female characters on both of those shows are really interesting. Yeah, they really are. And they shared that, those those two shows, and Rectify, which is another show I really like, they, mm-hmm. all three of those, like, the, the, the crew and the writers, they, they've all sort of worked together, like, they all kind of come out of Deadwood.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it's Rectify kind of- the show you were talking about that has a really slow build, you said, or something like that?
0: Um, Rectify...
1: Yeah, you tweeted about a show that has like a.
0: Yes, it's yeah. really slow.
1: It's. But low. that can be good.
0: It's it's like and it's like one of those shows where like you're, because the first the first season was six episodes.
1: The Walking Dead was really slow like that in the beginning, mm-hmm.
0: and each episode is like a day, and it's one of those shows like Josh and I watched it. We watched the first one, we're like, this is interesting, and we watched the second one right after, and they're like, wow, this is really interesting. And then we watched the third, and we've, like, been sitting three hours watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we watched the next three, like, we watched two the next day and the last one of that season the following day. But it's such an interesting show, and it's very slow. But that also, that show has really, like, even though it's got, like, the main the main character is a dude, it's got these very complex and intriguing women that you don't quite know like they they do a really good job like they're not what they seem like on their face and right. they're not sort of fitting archetypes, you know and like oh, here's the you know da, and here's the da-da-da. like so many show, like like The Walking Dead was really bad about that and lots of other shows. Oh, yes, yeah. like here's the da. And I think that's you know that sort of it's it's interesting that those three shows like they share a lot of the same people. And uh-huh. It's like, oh, so there are actually people who are. <laughs> Thank like, God, there are
1: some. There's
0: like five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can count them on one hand. <laughs> they all
0: sort of work together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: So, I think before we wrap up, we had one last thing. Oh, did you get your your prepared statement about Supernatural Season 10? Oh, Um, right.
1: Well, I was kind of exaggerating that, but... (laughs) Oh! Well,
0: (laughs) teased us that she has a prepared statement re-Supernatural Season 10. Okay,
1: well, I mean, I just want to state for the record, if this whole season isn't devoted to Dean and his emotional complexity, I'll be really upset, but it's not going to be, because that's just not what the show doesn't do that denies it to me every time i feel really passionately about this this character has gone to hell for his brother yeah. and, and in hell right yes literally and he had to, <laughs> they broke him in hell and then he started torturing innocent souls in hell and then he came back and then his brother jumped into hell he has and then he went to purgatory which is like just the land of monsters for a year and he just had to fight to stay alive. And he came back, and he's had a bit of a drinking problem, which is realistic. But that's about it. It's like, he it's the worst show for exploring post-traumatic stress disorder. But they do everything they can to these characters that dictates they should have it. They have to have some kind of emotional something here. I'll be really upset. I just want to see them cry, I think, is what I'm getting at. And that's yeah, how I feel yeah. about
0: that. <laughs> I think you're setting yourself up. Um...
1: Well, they do make Dean cry sometimes. And I guess Jensen Ackles can only cry a tear at a time. So every time he has a crying scene, he just has one come out. Yeah. <laughs> just, it is. It's amazing. I guess, like, on a set, are just like, update. I want more than one. I want, <laughs> yeah, I want at least two tears. you yeah, like, 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 at least ten. one
0: out of each eye.
1: <laughs> Plural tears, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Jared Padalecki's a really good crier, and he's not my like. I'm not a big didn't, Sam fan. Didn't
0: he cry a lot in um The Gilmore Girls? Probably.
1: Did he? I didn't watch The Gilmore Girls, but because of The Gilmore Girls, I spent like five seasons of Supernatural thinking Sam should be called Dean and Dean should yeah, be called Sam. I always get really confused. I think
0: that might actually be one of my big like hurdles with Supernatural. To be completely honest,
1: you'll eventually get over it. I promise. It's so I never confusing. thought I would. <laughs> because Dean looks like a Sam. He looks like a Sam, so that makes it harder. Yeah, but it's
0: very confusing. I don't know why they didn't just have, go with some consistency there. I mean, yeah. hell, they could have just had him be um, Dean from Gilmore Girls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After getting over Rory.
0: Yeah, that would have been not a road trip
1: with a, with a monster hunter.
0: right. See, I like fixed Supernatural
1: this one. could have been like a Gilmore Girls spinoff. Right.
0: See, I just picked <laughs> Supernatural.
1: That's what it's been missing. They
0: couldn't have killed like Rory. Could have been a guest star, but they couldn't possibly kill her. Right. They would like, just be like an iconic a TV character.
1: You would not believe the lengths they go to bring people on that show back that are women just to kill them. It's like, oh, here's your old friend. Now we're gonna kill her. <laughs> Every time I was so upset. They had this great Reaper character, and I don't think you're supposed to be able to kill Reapers. Like,
0: no, because aren't they like aren't they sort of embodying death?
1: Yeah, but he just like was like, okay, I have this special knife, so you're here because we brought you back, so I can kill you. Oh God, horrible. I know. It's a good thing the brothers have a really interesting relationship, or I would have given it up by now. I swear. It is upsetting. They have, like, they, they need strong women in their lives. That's probably why everything has gone so wrong. I mean, Dean's whole Yeah, because there's is no it. women in this world. No. He misses, them all. He misses his mother so much, and so much rests on, you know, being, like, his mother was actually, like, a kick-ass girl. And, and without, and since she died, it's just been nothing. He needs a Like, not like a, not even romantically. He just needs a woman that can tell him. It's okay, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and stop being such a jerk. And stop so- calling women bitches. Because <laughs> you know? none of the men are saying it. Ah, All right. Yeah. And so, so the got- final,
0: final thing that we wanted to have you address. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think this podcast is going to have to get split in three. It might have. It to might be like the first three-part part podcast.
0: That's all right. All right. <laughs> Courtney like, yeah, I win. <laughs> I don't know what I'm in, but I am the Let's champion. Let's go for Fork! <laughs> I don't think there's a prize, so. I think
1: uh-huh. yeah. um, is, Told me there'd be a prize.
0: I know, I know. Is that, I, it's my understanding that you have not watched Friday Night
1: Lights, and I feel like you. I told you that. I saw one episode!
0: So, no, what, what is it exactly that's held you back on this?
1: I don't know. You know, the one thing about the pilot that really got me. And because you know that that's the one where the kid gets uh, paralyzed, yeah. In a horrific football thing, I just I felt like I should have seen it coming because they're all sitting. There's a point before that where they're all sitting there talking about what their lives are going to be like, and when they're older and graduated from high school and everything's going to be great. Have you ever noticed, like on television, as soon as characters start talking about their future in any kind of way, boom, something, yeah. Like, they had CSI... No, he gets a really great story arc. He really does. I've heard that
0: it's, like, over... Because he's in three seasons. And then he's, like, a guest star in the final season, like, in an episode, but...
1: There were four seasons of Friday Night Live? Five seasons. What? I thought there was like three and it got canceled. No,
0: no. This is see. This no, is a best... lot of people
1: pretend that the second season doesn't no, exist the because season... there's something that happens in there that people really don't like. But the second, like season Mindy has... Scott, like ignores the second season. The second
0: season has a lot of merits, and I will argue this for a long time. So, I mean, aside if you if you ignore that storyline, there's some really good stuff in this. Like Smash has some really good stuff in the second season. mm Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, so this is the deal with Friday Night Lights with it. why people only think it has three seasons. So it was on, it was on NBC for two seasons.
1: I like this television history lesson I'm getting here. I
0: know. This is, <laughs> I've done this a lot. So it was on NBC for two seasons, and the first season they got that full season order. It's like a long – it's like 21 episodes. Right. And they weren't sure if they were getting brought back because it didn't do that well because everyone thought it was on Fridays, but it was on like tuesday so you can Uh, imagine the confusion people had god i mean and it's kind of like okay you know like nbc so they brought it back and they kind of were like and it was during and it came back during the writer's strike
1: yeah that screwed a lot of shows over didn't it that was kind of an issue
0: they got 17 yeah. episodes, and they actually have, like, five episodes that they wrote for that season that didn't ever get filmed because of the writer's strike. And,
1: oh,
0: man. And the whole thing with there's a person that Jason um, meets towards the end of the second season, and then she's in the third season as well. And there's, like, a whole explanation for sort of that.
1: Is Jason the kid that
0: – Yes. Okay. He's paralyzed. There's okay. a whole, apparently in those scripts, there's a whole bunch of stuff that sort of set up the circumstances of the third season, but none of those got filmed. So there's, like, this second season has this weird, it's, like, feels incomplete, and then there's also this, like, apparently they got pressured to sort of amp up the, the sort of drama in the story. Um, uh. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time. so then So then, at the end of that season, they thought they were canceled. And then uh, DirecTV was like, hey, how about we do a deal where we show you on DirecTV exclusively, and then NBC can air it, like, as reruns. Um, and so they got this deal with DirecTV, and they got these short seasons, like these 15 episodes. Was it 15, 12? I don't know. You know, Not very not many. Not a lot of episodes.
1: They got that's, that's, like, three seasons of one show, 15 episodes.
0: <laughs> so they got, like, this short episode, the short season order, and that was on DirecTV. And then they thought at the end of the third season that they were canceled.
1: Like this seems the, to be a recurring yeah, theme the with this poor show.
0: Told that they were canceled. That they were not coming back. That it was Did gorgeous. they ever know what it
1: was like to have, like, job security in that no. set? Like- no, this is the crazy like, thing. read
0: interviews of the actors, like, they were like, they never knew at the end of any season if they were coming back. And so, they were all said, like, goodbye, like, the whole, they actually, so the third season actually kind of wraps up the story, and then they sort of got, they got this call from DirecTV, it was like, when are you guys going to start shooting the fourth season? (laughs) And they were like, um, okay. So, the show actually kind of changes direction in the fourth and fifth seasons.
1: It's amazing what they did, though. But
0: what they did, like, as a writer, I think you would find it really impressive what they were able to do in terms of like changing the circumstances and changing many of the characters and like right. making it something that's so fresh like i like each season for me like the 3rd 4th and 5th seasons like each got progressively better
1: mhm and i, I think one that's that okay. watches this like i have never heard anyone say a bad word about friday night lights i have to admit that yeah. i have never met a person who watched it and said don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the, the what they did with that, creating these, like, story arcs that are, like... And some of the seeds were planted, like, way early. Like, Tim Riggins' storyline, you can see that they envisioned, mm-hmm. like, his whole arc at the beginning.
1: And it's Everyone just, loves like, Tim, doesn't he? he That's the uh, what's-his-face, right? I think he's a really good,
0: like... I think he's a one of Because I often have a lot of issues with sort of the
1: bad... I think body. he's a good anti-hero yeah, kind of character. Yeah,
0: bad by architect. Architect archetype, bad boy <laughs> architect would be sort of counterintuitive. um Bad boy archetype that's done really well, like because he's not—he's not really bad. He's kind of messed up. Like I think you would find him pretty compelling, Courtney.
1: Yeah, like them. I like, the, I like makes, messed
0: up. Here. He is drunk so much. <laughs> He makes so many I shouldn't jokes. laugh.
1: That's like really tragic actually, but it I'm really like, he <laughs>
0: is. And it's like but he's so he's like he's like this hero. And so like even though he's making all these bad life decisions, he's held up as this hero. And like is he
1: like Justin Bieber of of football, you know? It's so weird.
0: <laughs> it's so fascinating what they what and then he finishes school and it's like, you know, that's not something that can carry you all through life. You no, in case and it's just watch his whole character as it sort of like transforms is really fascinating, and it's done. I felt like it wasn't done like with too much sentimentality, and I think it was really accurate for like having grown up in a town like that, where like kids are built up as like these heroes and they're worshipped right. and they can get away with anything, and like it's so true and like real. And Lila is and see, I can go on about this. I should like seriously like write like a book of essays on Friday Night Lights. Um, and like Lila, who's this cheerleader, like you start and you're like, oh my goodness, she's like such a stereoty- she's a stereotype cheerleader, a right. football player. And like what she goes through is just it's so well done. And people hate Lila too. like they really uh-huh. Hate her. yeah, they do. And you know it's just so interesting to me like the hatred for her. And it's also interesting like no one hates Tyra, who has in a sense sort of a triumphant like overcoming obstacle story that's more what people would expect. And you don't see – you don't see – because she's – you don't see the hatred for her like you do for the other girls on that show. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating to me. Like, I'm so – and there's an episode called <laughs> Different for Girls.
1: Yeah. Um, Ooh, that sounds good.
0: That is one of the best episodes of TV I've watched in terms of –
1: Okay, like, you're making me want to watch it again. So, like,
0: honestly, <laughs> if you don't watch the series, you should watch this episode because in terms of, like, really portraying sort of, like, the cruelty of, like – like sort of the the social cruelty for girls who like step outside of like what is expected of them, right? It's yeah. brutal. Like it is, like it is a it's a hard episode. Like I rewatched it recently, and that is a hard episode for me to watch because it's just it's cruel, and it's that so makes me brutal. really,
1: really, 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 really want to see it. I, mean, I think
0: you'd find it. I think you'd find that very like <laughs> what they did with that episode in particular very compelling, and like impressive in terms of writing so
1: this was really the whole point of the podcast wasn't it yes, like we'll yes. just talk about everything and then we'll go in for the kill the Friday night <laughs> no, i just feel really
0: like i just feel really strongly about this tv show like in kind of a weird way <laughs> and like it's just kind of strange i know like one of my twitter buddies not, kind of
1: like, did i not just like really passionately talk about how dean needs a woman somewhere to tell him that you know He's allowed to emotionally be, and he should cry and everything. And you're yeah, telling I me, don't I not like think
0: brothers like really need to sort of like figure out like I don't know they, who, they, who they are like individually. They're,
1: <laughs> they're so codependent. Even the show at one point called them erotically codependent, but
0: it seems really unhealthy.
1: It is, it is so unhealthy, and, and, and they just, they make each other miserable at this point, but I can't stand to have them apart, so they need to have, like, some therapy or yeah, something. So say, that
0: could be a really nice, like, sort of, like, whole season of them going to therapy. That could be a, you know, super it, i watch it. <laughs> to go to family therapy.
1: They need therapists for people in that kind of job, I mean. Well, you they, think,
0: like, it'd be an occupational hazard, like, being a demon fighter, and you would be, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and all they talk about is how every hunter they've ever met is totally screwed up forever, but nobody's doing anything about this.
0: Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, it's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, we should probably wrap <laughs> up, because we're almost at three hours.
1: Good God, it goes by fast. 241.05. <laughs> oh, 01, oh, two. By the
0: way, have I ever <laughs> heard the seen them watch the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer yet
1: yes I watched it no the, was, I'm like refusing to watch it okay no but but, but, but I'm not gonna, okay first okay. of all
0: the Beyonce song yes they have <laughs> a Beyonce song in there
1: it's an exclusive version of Crazy in Love and it sounds so good that the trailer looked okay <laughs> okay
0: it's like it's like the song is like transfixing like it Beyonce, is like, okay I'll watch it for Beyonce song and you it, could it, just
1: be like, they could put that song on any trailer, and it would look like the movie had merit.
0: And then I'm like, and I see, I watched the trailer twice, because I was like, okay,
1: that doesn't look that bad. And so I'm like, did I. Wait, wait, wait,
0: Sarah. No, no, no. It does look that bad. And So I watched it, and I'm like, oh, wait, this seems like it's, like, satire or
1: something. <laughs> did you cover your ears just to make sure, like... <laughs> You weren't letting Beyonce
0: focused on the images in front of me because I really was distracted <laughs> by that Beyonce that
1: like it worked so well. I was like, wow, I thought Beyonce. That was it's really just like, cool. how are we gonna get people to see this movie and think <laughs> that it could possibly be worth their money? Beyonce, <laughs> yes. it's gonna do well. I think yeah, I think I have. it's
0: gonna do well too.
1: Yeah, and I, mean, I actually cool. wasn't sure because it seemed like the production talk because in like ya. When a movie is in production, we get like every little bit of news about it. But it didn't seem like that for Fifty—I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey isn't YA, but it's just a different no, kind it's of delivery. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Definitely I
0: think, not. <laughs> I think there's something. I actually think the adult sort of like market is very different because yeah, definitely. You don't see like you don't see the stuff like this coming out about like Gone Girl was huge, and they're working on that movie right now, and you don't yeah. see much coming out about it. And you don't see like with um the oh gosh the Cheryl Strayed Wild Wow, yeah, so that I mean, looks
1: good. I watched that trailer, and I was like, what are these things coming out of my eye? Oh, tears. Yeah,
0: that looks good,
1: actually. <laughs> it does.
0: But um, I think it's different, like, with the YA adaptations. I think it's, they're much more, um, probably because the fan base is more internet. Um,
1: yeah. Did you see and... those um those Catching Fire, hol- they're, you know, where they're, like, turning the yes. PETA and Joanna? Yeah, I was like... Uh, The one thing that drove me crazy about the Hunger Games and the Catching Fire campaigns is the autoplay of the music. So, for the longest time, I'd go to blogs and I'd hear fire crackling for the Hunger Games. They had that interactive poster. Oh my god, what is on fire? But this time, (laughs) it freaked me out every single time. And this time, it's just like this swelling orchestra. I'm like, oh my god, what site did I go to? What did I do? (laughs) It really freaked out. I clicked something wrong on the internet.
0: But I, I was very, I was a little distressed morning with that Fishy is a Grey trailer because, like, I kept getting distracted by Beyonce in her, like...
1: She's selling that movie. I
0: know she is and I'm kind of mad at her for it.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> what makes me mad is that they didn't release the trailer and the song on iTunes on the same day. Why can't I buy it? This I want to buy that song.
0: Like... It's so good. And I don't want to watch that trailer again to listen to the song.
1: <laughs> this is how they get you. It's, it's
0: like, God, get you. Like and I'm not buying the damn soundtrack to that movie in order to get that song. Like that is not happening.
1: Like, <laughs> then you'll find out it's a whole bunch of exclusive Beyonce songs, oh, and you'll have to. God,
0: that's like a nightmare scenario.
1: I know because you can't not get it. Then I know. can't. Find- They'll have to offer it as a single. Come on.
0: Yeah, I can't have the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack on my computer. That's not going to happen. So <laughs> I was pretty just. I'm. I'm glad someone understands the. <laughs> uh, it really does look like a spoof, though, Laura. It's worth watching if you can probably ignore the.
1: Okay, I'll check it out. I like how, like, um, Anastasia goes to the job interview and she just.
0: No, it's I not mean, a I know. job interview. She's oh wait, it's not. As a, for as a reporter. Oh. Isn't that
1: confusing? Okay, because I was like, "What is she wearing to that?" I mean, even if you have the most abysmal fashion sense, you know, you don't have to look so rumpled.
0: Yes, isn't that bizarre? I it's she's a reporter.
1: I well. There's so much I don't know about this. I know, it's confusing. <laughs> so wow. Yeah. And, and, and then I, I just I don't know. I never read it, but I saw I what didn't goes. Read it either,
0: but I did read the I did read the fabulous dear author review of it, which I wonderful, <laughs> wonderful reading.
1: I um, love their reviews. They're good.
0: That one in particular is I think probably their crowning achievement.
1: I'm going to have to look it up after this. Um, It's just I, uh, <laughs>
0: they meticulously pick it apart in a very, like, sort of, like, clear-headed, and, like, it was before it got big. Right. So it's, like, in this very clear-headed, like, step-by-step deconstruction of the book. And so it's just, like... I like a
1: thoughtful critique.
0: <laughs> and I love that it was before it got big, because there's, like, not really any sort of, um, like there's no influence from the outside on this critique. And I think that's what makes it so great.
1: Cool. Right. I, like <laughs> I got, um, what goes around was recommended as similar to 50 shades of gray. And <laughs> I think Google, I know I'm like, I what? saw that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That yeah, just... <laughs> that's...
0: that's Wow.
1: You that's... can't see it. What do you mean? You can't see it. That's it's...
0: That's They're great. totally alike. Yeah, that, you know, I kind of feel bad for the Fifty Shades of Grey reader. You know I, like? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll try that. It'd be like, try I wonder God. how
1: kinky this is going to get. Oh, my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so actually, that
0: that, I, you know, I think that, that book might need a trailer with, like, the Justin Timberlake song done in, like, a slow wail.
1: I think that I would, would... I would kill so much to make that happen, like, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would commit so many crimes just to see that dream come true, because, ah, oh, that song, but that music video is a work of art with Scarlett Johansson, What's it it it's like, what, what am I looking at here, so, I you cheat on him. Justin Timberlake, you die.
0: I love his music videos, because they are so, like, old school and ridiculous. I love them. They're
1: wonderfully absurd. I, I can't I lose it. Every time I see um Cry Me A River and he starts oh, dancing around the house and he's like floating, <laughs> like he's he's like he's so unhappy for someone that is like bouncing along the walls and doing different little dance moves all over Britney Spears' house while she's not home, Why like did you think break he broke his heart. I don't know. It I is. like that. she wrote every time for him and that was a great song. He should forgive her. <laughs> It was a beautiful song. Did you watch the music video for that? I think I have. Because me and my friend Lori, we constantly have like serious, in-depth discussions about how she ended up with her head injury. Because there is no indication of how it happened on screen. Oh, it's a mystical head injury. Like I think Steven Dorff throws a, a vase at a wall, but it just seems kind of reaching that the glass pieces would ricochet. Embed and, and themselves in her head, and she wouldn't notice until she was taking a bath. Watch that movie or watch that music video, and you, you tell me. That. I really need to know. Okay, and you should put a link to that um, yeah. in this post on this podcast so that we can all. <laughs>
0: I might need, this is going to have to be 3 episodes, I think. Yeah.
1: Because
0: I feel Stop. like this discussion of the music videos can't be edited out. It's it's really important.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it might be the most important, really.
0: It really might. Maybe I'll do it as a special extra. <laughs> right now your readers also enjoyed with um what goes around is a bunch of really weird looking um like manga.
1: Oh, really? Is that what has been pushed yeah. with so, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that just, just
1: means that I have universal appeal. You
0: do have universal appeal because that's really mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Everyone should read my book?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm very fascinated by this, actually. What I'm going to have fast to look
1: that up. I'm it's very worth curious now. Out. It's yeah. This is not a test, it is, according to Amazon, frequently bought together with the fault in our stars. So. Uh, I, mean, I don't really consider that a good comparison either. <laughs> They go hand in hand. They just, you know, they work. If you' sad, sad, destroying, story say, by I Don Zane. you just want gonna
0: have like a super depressing weekend. Like, I know. I
1: can't imagine reading those books back to back without. So that's the girl who read Twenty Boy Summer and Sweethearts in a row.
0: I did that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I I read. I did. I read Sweethearts and Twenty Boy Summer back to back.
1: Are you okay? That was a mistake. That though. was really
0: a mistake, and then shortly thereafter. That would be very
1: emotionally intense.
0: It was that really. Was. I was not good, and then shortly thereafter, I read "Where She Went" and "The Piper's Son."
1: Okay, that oh was a mistake god. too. And, oh next, my god! Back
0: to back, and that was pretty because those two narrators in particular are like really intense narrators.
1: Yes, "The Piper's Son" super- was like uh, a uh, book. It's amazing.
0: It is what like. And how she wrote, like, half that book is from the, sto- from the point of view of his 40-year-old aunt, and it's just work. I know. Just... I think
1: that's, like, uh, with with, her, with um Melina's books, I just, like, page one, okay, I'm going to start crying from page one, and I'm not going to stop till the very end. Even when things are good for her characters, I, I will cry because I like them so much.
0: She just I... gets in these characters' heads, and it's, like, really.
1: She is so good. She's one of my, like, I think, top three YA. She's so YA. good. She's she is.
0: She's just really, yeah, she's... Delico Road blew me away. I know everyone says that. No, but that book blew me away, too, because I tried to read it, like, three times. I still haven't read it. I pick it up, and I don't get it, and then I'd stop reading. And then, like, I picked it up again, and I started reading, and I didn't put it down until I was done. Like, it was... It's like I guess I just need to be in the right mindset, right? And it's but one it, of those books that's like my—I recommend it all the time. And I'm always like, I'm, "Like, I know it seems weird when you start reading it, just go with it." It go is off.
1: so beautiful. I just don't have any it. other Malena Marchetta books to read, so I've like refused to read it until like she publishes something else.
0: Yeah, and she, I think <laughs> she's been busy writing for TV. So we're
1: yeah, and, so that's probably not going to happen. And that movie
0: adaptation of um, Jellico.
1: Oh, yeah. I hope we somehow get to see it because oh my god!
0: I know, I know. It's, it's like it's, I know.
1: It's it's, it's mind blowing. It's just if I got to get. I was like, oh my god, and then it's like you don't know what to do with yourself. It's no, like
0: and like I'll recommend that book to people, and they're just like, that book was wow. Like, it's just so, like <laughs> it's hard one to talk about even because it's. And that that, that character book was, wow that's
1: pretty much it
0: yeah that character is just really
1: Taylor yeah, Taylor yeah. So I love how I love how rough around the edges she is yeah. and she's just so she's uh, and Jonah Jonah
0: yeah but they're both so rough around the edges and yet like, they are just they make it work and it's just you believe in them like nothing feels forced yeah she, anything she, I mean ah oh, that book just kills me.
1: She's doing she's relationship. relationships with, like, um the girl and the boy. They just bring the best out in each other.
0: Yeah, and, and they, feel, <laughs> they feel real, and she's just... Yeah,
1: they're not perfect, but they just know how to work with each other. Yeah. And you, it's not like you're reading it going, why? You're going, yeah, of yeah, course.
0: She's just so I think she's so good at what she does. I hope she... I hope she continues. I hope she things. writes
1: another contemporary YA book again.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I did like Finnegan of the Rock, though. I I I was like, I I'm not a big fantasy reader, but I was I totally devoured that one and I cried. It's like it's just, that's the guarantee when I pick up any one of her books that I will cry all through it. Yeah, I haven't read
0: her <laughs> fantasy series because.
1: Oh, you, know. it is good. I think you would like it.
0: I have one of them. I just haven't. Yeah,
1: Finnegan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just haven't. You can otherwise. If you think it might not be your thing, I bet. Everything you love about Lena Marchetta is in that book.
0: Yeah, I think I got nervous because, like, I think in the first page there was talk of swords.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like a map. Yes. Maps really bother (laughs) you, I feel like. I got
0: intimidated. I
1: just... Do you read read Game of Thrones? No. Neither do I. I don't know why I decided to ask that. (laughs) I just feel like... (laughs) There's swords and maps in that. Like, yeah, I
0: just, I just feel like I'm not going to get a book that has swords and maps, and that's sort of on me and my own, like, sort of weirdness. Um, it's just I,
1: I get the same trepidation about fantasy novels and stuff like that, but I promise you, you will be rewarded by this book. And I think you it's, a lot of
0: it actually has to do with just sort of feeling, like, like, the people I knew who read fantasy growing up were, like, a certain sort of person, like, a male um, sort of person. And who were like, so you have those like yeah. yeah, like you wouldn't understand it, da, 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 da. and so it's just like I can't. I have this like block.
1: Gift. You know, it's weird. I felt that way about video games for a long time. I yeah. really thought that I was too stupid to play them. Yeah. I don't know. It's
0: just like, oh, I won't get it. That
1: kind yeah. of yeah. Um, it's like, oh, there's a quest and there's a thing I have to do and I have to push a button. That's going to be beyond me. I don't know. And even when I get new games, I still have that weird feeling that I'm not going to be smart enough to figure out any kind of puzzle inside.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting how that kind of happens with certain things. Because I used to feel that yeah. I, like, I for the longest time, like, I just avoided anything science fiction, like The Plague, and right. especially because that whole like light sci-fi versus hard sci-fi thing.
1: And yeah, it's pretty hard to come in as someone who is. Yeah, yeah. I, like I get what you're saying. Yeah, I it's, think it's, there's it's a sci-fi and fantasy book for anybody. I really do. I think there is too. They have really the- good stories. Yeah, and I've read. Some I totally agree. Movies. I just get like I. Just, it's that fear that you, it's going to be beyond you or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Because I've it's read not, like some sci-fi, I've really like like I love Anna Geary's sci-fi series. Like I love mm-hmm. it. Like her her space series and um, there's like I really like um, what's her name? Marge Piercy's sci-fi books. And, um...
1: Gosh. It's almost something, like, you learn every time you pick up a book that you like that sci-fi. It's like, oh, yeah! Like, I can do like, this!
0: Oh, this can work for me. And I think that's kind of the way I am, is that it's, um... I just don't know how to find stuff and pick stuff. Yeah.
1: It's especially hard if, like you say, someone's saying to you all the time, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. Because you really feel like you're not gonna get it.
0: I think a lot of the sci-fi I was exposed to when I was young was sort of that more, like, lots of warring and... Yeah, you know mm-hmm. stuff that wasn't really my thing. So, um, but I think there is. I think there is stuff. I mean, because a good book's a good book.
1: I mean, exactly. Right, exactly. I actually think YA has helped me read outside of my preferred genres a I lot agree more. With you completely. Right. I
0: I I think it really because I've always been more of like a contemporary reader. Like that's just really what's my thing, and like some historical. And I think because YA often doesn't slice things into those columns as clearly right. a lot of the times. i think that's a lot of credit to YA authors too for sort of like pushing sort of you know saying like well this has sci-fi elements this has contemporary elements you know they they do a lot of that kind of stuff and so it's it's encouraged me to like when stuff is sort of commingled that way i like oh i've heard this is good yeah like, i've heard this is a good sci-fi novel
1: that's why it's such a bummer when you hear about how they're starting to separate things by genre in the why sections in bookstores. It's like why? Yeah, why are you
0: I mean I have mixed feelings about it because I think it can help people find the stuff they're looking for. I,
1: I think it's, it's good it but would. it's a weird double standard when, you know, Sarah Destin is in the romance section and I don't know, a book like The Fault in Our Stars the isn't. Fun
0: Exactly either. though, like I
1: mean, but so why? If, if like if she's no, I think she's like a fantastic contemporary yeah. realistic writer with romance in her books. But she's getting put there even though she's not. But if you're gonna put her there, then why aren't you putting John Green there? It's like if you're gonna not even follow the constructs, why? You like to, a
0: book in romance where someone what, half of the partnership dies in the end. It's <laughs> not a romance.
1: Well, I guess it doesn't fall. <laughs> well, see, I think of it as like romantic, like.
0: But those are two different things. <laughs> Sorry. This okay. Is so me. okay. It's so I'm a brat. This is me. I'm no, such a bad no, okay. this subject. It's bad. It's so bad. It's I'm a brat.
1: It's just okay. What I'm trying to talk about is the weird double standard no, and how women.
0: It's completely right. arbitrary, and I think it's. I think it's honestly like, and, and this sounds bad, but like, like whoever is making the shelving decisions at Barnes and Noble in particular is clearly on crack. Like. I just, there's no other explanation, because I was in a Barnes & Noble, which seems to drive a lot of the selling shelving decisions that are made in other places. Right. Um, like, I was in the Barnes & Noble last week, and waiting for my husband, and, like, I was walking through the YA section. The shelving made no sense. They had Lucy Christopher stolen under new YA.
1: No, that's not correct. <laughs> no! couple years old now. It's-
0: years old and they had like just some weird shelving like they had some stuff in like Adventure that I was like no no that's not really that's like paranormal like I think they had the Maggie Stiefvater series Adventure? Adventure, Under Adventure
1: that's not correct just really (laughs) bizarre
0: like I don't know what they were like I, I know it's something that happens actually at their like headquarters wherever that may be but just some really strange – and I don't know if they're – I really have this theory that they're thinking more about how books work together as opposed to how they actually should be shelved together, like, in terms of, like, grouping similar types of books together.
1: Yeah, that's totally a big this business. Is my theory
0: because the displays look really good, and, like, I – it's totally this theory I have. It's not based on any knowledge of anything – like, the Sarah Dessen books were not in the Teen Romance section until they got those cover makeovers with all the pinks and purples. Right. And they look good in that section. Like, they kind of match right. the other pinks and purples. So the content's things. not driving these choices. It's I don't the, think the content like the, is. I think it's the, the I think covers. It's visual. I mean, I work a lot with retailers, and I think it's a visual merchandising decision. I don't think it's a – I think it's, like, they're not thinking, like, a bookstore. They're thinking, like,
1: I can I, I can totally understand that, like, why they do that and how it's going to to work on consumers totally like I, I think it's
0: smart though i don't
1: think but no but as someone who knows what yeah. like the genre and we're gonna go in there and go wait what
0: yeah i think it's just gonna confuse people more i don't think it's necessarily right. a helpful decision but i'm convinced that's my theory because it's just too like knowing the little bit i do about merchandising it really feels like they're doing merchandising decisions and not because there's been some weird stuff like where they've grouped stuff in like they have done these um dystopian displays and i'm like okay some of these books are not dystopian they're just like straight up sci-fi or straight up fantasy
1: it and feels I, like uh, everyone plays a little fast and loose with the dystopian I thing i know
0: and it's got to be annoying if you're like oh i love the hunger games i want like something with like you know a girl protagonist who's like you know in this like you know repressive society and then you pick up like you know a fantasy series like that's not yeah necessarily, like, yeah what you're looking for and i but the books look good together because they've all got right. kind of, like, greenish covers
1: okay so out. i got i gotta know though going backwards sorry i just have to know this <laughs> romance for you would be because it's the happily ever after so
0: yeah so the rwa defines <laughs> um no the rwa defines like romance as a genre right and they do a really good job of it, actually, and they've actually, what I think is really cool about what they've done with it is that they actually define it, like, they've defined it over time, like, it used to be have a very heteronormative definition, right. and it's, over time, it's evolved, and they're, they're, they have two basic elements. One, a central love story. <laughs>
1: No, and I find I feel like, like I'm to... getting really schooled here. No, no, I think it's
0: functionally helpful, cause I've had some of those same reactions, Courtney, and I find this helpful. One, a central <laughs> love story. The main plot centers around individuals falling in love and struggling to make a relationship work. The writer can include the many subplots she wants, as one of the love story is the main focus of the novel. So I think in that instance, actually, Fault in Our Stars would meet that first half of the definition, cause that's what the book's about.
1: Right. Second,
0: an optimistic ending. <laughs>
1: In a romance, the lovers
0: who risk and struggle for each other and their relationship are rewarded with emotional justice and unconditional love.
1: Well, okay, well, isn't Hazel, like, emotionally rewarded by her time with Augustus?
0: Yes, but he is dead.
1: <laughs> but and
0: and, I, I, and like, I would guess that in there... I mean,
1: the know- fact that one half of the romantic couple has died before the end of the book, I mean, that basically... <laughs> Does not allow it to be. Yeah, and I, I, believe a be, romance. I believe
0: that book would be ineligible for the um. What are they? The Rita Awards.
1: Yes, I think you're right under
0: because because criteria. the criteria. Yeah, because of the um, because while it yeah, is like,
1: one of the of the primary couple.
0: Yeah, because it is emotionally satisfying, and there is sort of a sense of optimism. They are okay. not together at the end of the book.
1: Okay, didn't someone die in so, love story though?
0: That also I would argue is not a romance. It's a romantic drama, but.
1: Okay, what about anything Nicholas Sparks wrote? Look, i just getting categorize these books for me, Sarah. Um,
0: I haven't read Nicholas Sparks. Does so. I don't know at I the actually end think... of all of them?
1: I don't think so. If someone's,
0: I... if someone's still alive and they're still together, <laughs> then I would say he should. And actually, I saw him shelved in the romance section at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Isn't that so, interesting? Because
1: yeah, I think it?
0: that's probably the right place for a lot of his stuff, right?
1: I think oh. so. I don't know why. Like, he wouldn't be there by default. But then he doesn't think he's a romance writer, does he? Yeah, he's. (laughs) Um, But there's there's, uh, that's really funny.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's. I mean, because. Cause I, and I also think it's interesting also because we talk about, like, Laura and I talked about this a bit when we talk about, like, literary fiction. And there's a lot of literary fictions that are, like, fiction that are, like, these sort of epic love stories. And then at the end, they sort of keep it from being a romance by killing off, like, the, the whole, like, this really happened. There is a very popular book that is considered literary fiction where they, it's, like, this sort of love story. It's, like, big romantic drama. Seems like they're together at the end. And then in the epilogue, she gets run over by a bus. Um. And... It's like, to me, it's almost an interesting sort of.
1: That was spin. unexpected. I'm sitting here going, "What?"
0: <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of an interesting thing, and I almost wonder how, like, if that's almost in terms of from a writing perspective. This is where I think about it, things way too much. Like, is there this idea that okay, if someone is if if someone's dead or unhappy at the end, and I've written like something that could be a make the book have more merit myself against being part of that like dirty chick driven yeah. genre by killing someone off at the end so, I mean, it's kind of an interesting, like, what's going on here, whether it's from an editorial standpoint or from a writer's standpoint. I'm curious. like, what's But happening? I wonder if they, like, really see
1: themselves as, like, a ro- okay, maybe like They
0: don't see themselves that way. You no, know,
1: that's interesting because it's, like, I'm just trying to think about, like, you know, the way love endures and we all are better for having love, even if we've lost or whatever. So if there is a loss at the end, why can't it be romance? It's just
0: did <laughs> you know how all genres have like their conventions? yes not, like, i know big, i'm
1: just i'm struggling with that's this i guess
0: convention. i mean i would say the fall of our stars is very much a work of romantic drama but i've seen a lot of romance readers who hate that book not because of the story but because of the ending like yeah. they will go to the mat over like how it is not a romance like because that like they liked it or they didn't like it but it was like they feel it very strongly that it is.
1: Not well, should like a half? Should a half? <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't let this go. Should happily ever after like encompass the whole of romance, or should that be like a specific subset? of well, they say a larger it's umbrella.
0: Happily ever after or happy for now. Oh, and that's, that's cool. which I think is interesting too. Um, because that's I like where that, that I happy mean. for now kind of becomes a, especially with YA. Like, I feel like Jennifer Eccles, whose books I really like, I feel like she really mm-hmm. writes those, like, happy-for-now endings. She does mm-hmm. YA romance really, really, really well. And Stephanie Perkins does, too, with those sort of, like, you know, the story is sort of that, like, you know, emotionally satisfying, like, writes a happy-for-now, right. it's not like they're sailing off into the sunset at 17 years old. No. And um, and I think both those authors do a really awesome job of of. Achieving that, I guess.
1: Yes, and they're very—they're such feel-good um, feel-good books.
0: Yeah, and I think they also like put, put a lot of like emotional truth in their writing, so they. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. They hit a lot with their works, and I but I would say they are like hands down. Um, uh, like they write sort of in that like you know they would fit the the romance definition. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my uh. <laughs> Gosh, I was—I was actually looking at the Dear Author review of *The Fault in Our Stars*, because um, they sort of—I mean, I don't always agree with Dear Author, but they are, I think are kind of a great authority on whether you know where things fit, because they are so. Perfect. Oh yeah, they know. Still, they know uh-huh. that genre so well. I mean, they and Sarah right. Wendell are smart bitches. Um, uh, both and yeah, they 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 liked it but didn't like the ending
1: <laughs> well obviously yeah i guess you're right that the more broadly acceptable definition of romance is right yeah it's probably it's just me playing semantics no, no, like. but i
0: think what your criti- i think your criticism is completely valid because like it's i do think that there is you know there's a lot to be said with like where does the uh, you know like if the author being male, how does that play into a role with where yeah. things make decisions, and then how does it get packed? I mean, all that stuff I think is really relevant for discussion. I think that they're also when I've seen not you, but I've seen other people discussing the idea. Well, this should be a romance, and it is. Like it's interesting to me because I when I see women sort of um, internalizing the dismi- dismissal of like romance as a genre, which really that makes me so sad it because really it really like- makes me sad.
1: That said, no, you cannot discredit that genre. It's uh, it just makes me so mad when people look down on it. I can't it, I'm losing my ability to articulate. It makes me that mad. Really, just the- really, I get
0: really irrational as well, and about the whole thing because. I also think that there's been a lot of space for women authors to explore issues that specifically relate to women and that are yep. quite empowering in that genre. And you look at what—that's why people, people discredit it. Yeah, and God you look at what did. some people in that genre who are working in that genre now have done. Are, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's just. I mean, yep. really, stuff that you wouldn't see in like literary fiction or whatever. That really like, um, like. Like I have, I'm such a like Molly O'Keefe fangirl because she like writes these romances that like kill me in terms of like, you know, having characters who are like straight up like people you you would not want to like, and like yet she makes you root for them to have like a happy ending because like man like people deserve to have like good happen in their lives and yeah you know like and it's just like you wouldn't see that in other genres and she is like the space to do that kind of exploration and there's some other folks too who are really doing amazing things and it just makes me so upset
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've got i just i feel like we've gotten mostly angry during this podcast about television the, the um disrespecting of romance and teenage actress these are all the things to be angry about though so yeah
0: i do all right yeah we'll just call this the angry podcast <laughs> the, ma- We have the angry things.
1: three-part courtney summers podcast we, have
0: <laughs> we need to talk about Right, had well, to yeah. get it out. <laughs> okay.
1: Courtney, we'd love to have you again. Yeah, anytime. That was, just carve out like five hours out you your day. Maybe when the
0: supernatural season starts, you can come in <laughs> and be a, be, give us your feelings on. You can follow up with these.
1: Yeah, these did Dean cry? Things. A tear or two?
0: I mean, I hope you're documenting all this in terms of his tear um, volume. Cause I'm a little well, I know lots I mean. of
1: other people have, so. Okay. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see if he – the. Plural tears happen. Yeah. God helps. So. Well, sometimes they happen. It's just not as startling as that one tear. Yeah, yeah that is <laughs> jarring, isn't it? <laughs> yep, it's just amazing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll keep you updated on this egg of Dean and come back, and we'll take an entire afternoon right, just to talk right. about Jensen Ackles' pretty face. No. And Josh Jackson's beard, if it's gone any longer, I know.
0: I know. Yeah. I'm watching the. I, I will say I'm pretty excited about the Josh Jackson series It's starting on Showtime in the fall.
1: I haven't even heard of this.
0: No, it's him. He plays a cowboy.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I gotta get looking into that. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know anything else about the show.
1: What more do you need to know? Just so sure. <laughs> curiosity. Oh, my God, I'm horrible. All right. He plays a cowboy. I love the fiction behind that. <laughs> anyway. All right, ladies. Thank you so thank much.
0: Thank you for this
1: great podcast. It was awesome. All right. All right thank you. Thank you so
0: Thanks for listening to the Clear Eyes Full Shelves podcast. Be sure to check out our book reviews, recommendations, opinion, and all around nerdy badassery at cleareyesfullshelves.com or on Twitter, at Full Shelves. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Until next time, clear eyes, Full Shelves can't lose.